They say Lil Duval is going around doing more of the story is now. That's not cool. Don't be doing no my dead partner jokes. You know, that, that's, that's a no-fly zone. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another, yet another episode of the Ugly Money Podcast. I am your host, Ugly Money Nietzsche. And my special guest of the evening needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce him as well. Anyway. Free game alert. Comedy legend. Atlanta staple. Free game alert. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the legendary. Shout out what my, my name, name is. is. What's up, my brother? Hey, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you making some time for us today, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man. So uh, we got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things going on in the world. But first and foremost, man, who was shouted, shouted before shouted, shouted became shouted, shouted? Woo, back then? Back then. Oh, man. Shouted. I'm from the inner city of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, typical Atlanta brother. As you know, uh, Atlanta, we really shaped the uh, hip hop. Community, especially when I was coming up, we was uh, dancers, and mm-hmm. they made us out to be gangs. But uh, shout out to growing up in the church. Yes, sir. Me and CeeLo sang right next to each other in the choir. Okay. And um, thank God that I got the Lord's hand on me because I strayed into the streets. So, you know, I was just like one of the water boys. <laughs> so you was but, the original water boy. But we had crack. <laughs> Yeah, we had crack. <laughs> okay. And we were selling it. Selling the crack on the side of the street. Yes, yes, yes. Running up the cars, selling crack in the trap. <laughs> I believe we invented the trap. I, I've been saying trap since I know I was at least in the sixth grade. Yes, I've been sir. in the traps. You know what I mean? So you, you, was, a, you, was, originally, you, was, you was originally outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what yeah. was Atlanta? I mean, I, we we know you know it's it's the metropolis that it is is considered Black Hollywood now. But what was it like back then? Man, okay, so it was cool. You know, we um we could be out all night as a, as a team. Um, I traveled the streets of Atlanta at night. We went to the skating ring. We went to Six Flags. They had a club called Graffitis. Uh, and we we turned up. We had a good time, and it was a dancing culture. That's why when you see like Divine Stevens and Puff and him giving him the move Sierra, yeah, all the moves and stuff. We okay created that. That's our culture here, right here in Atlanta. You know that's why you see so many prolific artists coming up out of here mm-hmm. because we did this as kids in talent shows and all over the city, at the mall. All that. I remember there was a time that the rest of the world just felt that everybody from Atlanta could dance. Could dance. Yeah, they used yeah. to everybody in Atlanta dance. Yeah, the Freaknik. Uh, Freaknik. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Jesus. Yes, I did all of them. So you been to the Freaknik before? All of them. Talk to me. Let's talk Freaknik oh. right now. A matter of fact, this day, this segment is brought to you by Engorge Rejuvenation Tea. Promotes erections, improves stamina, increases endurance and size and boosts libido. So anything that you want to do when it's time to do it, get you some Engorge Rejuvenation Tea. And we're going to talk about this. <laughs> What? <laughs> he ain't said nothing. You should have had that. You should have had that during the freak nick. You would have been got down. You know, doing I, what you do. I, I was still. I was. I had. I had a back then. <laughs> so talk to me about freak nick, bro. Oh man, we, we, we freak nick was crazy. Um, I remember freak nick '94. I worked at the Atlanta airport. Okay. Um, and I was I was working at the airport. It was my first job. That's really when I found out I could do comedy. When I got around regular people, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I worked for this company called Dobbs House, and I used to come in at four in the morning at the airport and unload these big uh, crates. And uh, 
It's full of food and liquor and just stocking the whole airport. So I had to start the airport before it really opened. And I remember freaking it came, and I was like, man, I be unloading all this beer and liquor every morning. We just got one of them big dumpsters, and we put like five cases in the dumpsters. We put all the liquor, and we kind of hit them up that day. And we got off from work. I got off work at 2 o'clock. We went and hit Freak Nick. Yeah. Freak Nick, if you've never been to Freak Nick, yeah. I'm talking about women shaking right there on the car, <laughs> wherever you was at. Because if you got in traffic by 7 o'clock, everything was locked up. You Crazy. couldn't go nowhere. You just, the party is right here. They talking about, what they, what they song is, twerking uh, <laughs> in, on the headlight. Yeah. Man, that, that's where it started at Freak Nick. Yeah. I'm talking about, and Daisy Dukes was out. Y'all know what, y'all remember, don't know what Daisy Dukes is when... The, they come all the way up your come like and you see your whole cheetah. Look at that girl, them days do. <laughs> so it really was like a real big freaky block party. Yeah, it's a party atmosphere. And just everybody just going crazy. Going crazy. Now it, it was speculated that during Freak Nick there was people outside in the open just getting to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They had this thing in Atlanta called Cut Up. Okay. <laughs> and and and, and the day to be called oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, yeah because 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 guys would go out and it'd be one guy, it'd be one woman, and she'd be some they call a cut up, and she she would be she would be with the cut, she'd be with the slicing. Okay, and then you know, guys would take their turn. I ain't, I ain't saying I indulged in this, but this was a culture in Atlanta. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? They said we're looking for some real, we're looking for some cut up guys. Uh, refer to themselves as Jinzu. Like I the think night. we used to call that running a train. Yeah, but they said we looking for some cut up. <laughs> so they were like, what's up, shout you cutting? Huh? Yeah, they just go like women just walk down the street, stand at the bus stop. They just standing at the bus stop. You wonder why these girls standing at the bus stop? She trying to get chopped up. So hence the the Pastor Troy song, some cut. That's what he was talking about. Some cut, about. yeah, yeah. What it is, yeah. All those cut songs. That's what it was. That's what they mean. So a lot of these people's grandmas and mamas for some cut up. <laughs> <laughs> So straight slice. So, so real. <laughs> so if your mama over 35 and she used to go to the freak nick, she might have got cut up. She probably got sliced up. <laughs> you know, I yeah. always wondered, man, because, you know, we uh, we all come from, from from neighborhoods and we was all young at some point in time. Uh-huh. And there was always a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you, you look back later on in life and, and realize that that neighborhood got married. Oh, my God. Do you think the neighborhood... Tells her husband that she married that what she used to do back in the day. Man, I'm gonna tell you this story. Talk to him. Uh, oh Jesus! So my little girlfriend at the movies. We used okay. to go to the movies. I was out there. I was out there. So fifth grade, I used to go to the Dollar Movie up in Ben Hill. And this little girl, I met this girl Farrah. She was so beautiful and she was <laughs> oh, so he's young. Saying names. Y'all saying names? Oh my God, Ellen. Shout out Farrah. Get ready. Oh. Oh, she ain't married. Well, I already <laughs> kind of did it. All right. <laughs> And, and so, um, oh Jesus, it hurt me so bad because uh, I liked the fair. And mm-hmm. then uh, fast forward from the movie theater, uh, I'm at five five nine the club, and I saw her sister them. And I'm like, hey, where y'all been? I ain't seen y'all in years. They like, hey, Jamal, they like Farrah back there in line. And she at the back of the line, and I go back there to the back of the line, and I see the coldest. I'm, I'm engaged now, so shout out to my, to my uh, baby. You know what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I can't erase the past, but she was cold. She was cold. Farrah was a top 10. I'm talking about supermodel. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. And so uh, I, I automatically jumped right back in. I already knew the family. We used to be at the movie theater when we was kids. I'm picking, uh, picking up every day when I get off from work. Yeah. You know, I'm already a comedian. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking up everywhere. Hmm. And then I remember one time I pulled up to the mall, right? 
it was this guy had a car just like mine, Tom. I had a candy go uh ninety-eight and Tom uh Mr. B. Okay. Mr. B he had Tom had a a a a, a, a burgundy one. Okay. Oh, and he had a burnt orange. And so I pull up to the mall and she in the car with them. Two Tom is him and another guy. So I'm, I'm like, what you doing? What you doing? They laughing. They like, you go on. They laughing at me. I'm like, what are they laughing for? And so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? What you doing? She like, I was just getting whatever. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I was working at the tie shop. At, uh, and I'm changing this guy's ties on his Mustang. So he's describing a house where she lived. But I'm thinking he's talking about her older sisters. Yeah. So, so I'm like, well. No, I described the house. And he like, I don't know if the house, what you talking about, but I know we picked the girl up from that house the other day. My partner picked up. Yeah. He was uh, he in the front of the back. I was in the front. We like, yeah. Some cut. <laughs> All the techs at my job knew me and Farrell was kicking it. Damn. They sitting there hearing me tell the story. They see Buddy. It's like, I don't know who you talking about, but boy, this little red fire. I'm like, man. So I picked up from work. I mean, so I, I got from work. I went and picked up. So we get on the expressway. We ride. And then I'm like, so I was changing this guy tired today and his Mustang. And he said he picked the girl up at your house. And him and his partner ran a train on him. <laughs> and they said it was you. She said... I used to be wild. <laughs> At least she was honest. I was trying to pick my <laughs> off the floor. I'm like, a little thing done fell off. I mean, I was, oh my God, Jesus. Oh man. I, I was sick. And I could only imagine. And so, and so she came out to be some cut. And she was, be- um, cut was beautiful. She was mm. beautiful. And then, so I, I, I fell back then. So I told, I told my boy, I said, man, Farrell was some. Cut up. He said, I told you, boy. He said, I can see it on the eyes. Every time she come around, man, she be looking shit. They look cut in the eyes. Shout I told her you be you be rest haven, man. I'm like, all right. He all was right, cuffing that thing. Right. He said, I was cuffing. <laughs> then she was trying to get back in with me. She felt bad. She called me talking about one day. She talking about, I got a whole bomb of weed. She don't treat somebody out the weed. Mm-hmm. So I say, I say, let's go get her. We went to the pool hall. Then we went to the pool hall. He was shooting pool. Hmm. And so my, my, my partner, he coming on tour. I'm kind I'm playing it cool, you know what I'm saying? Just sitting back in that thing. You know, she started playing into it. I'm like, well, she go go and get a hotel. And she in the country, oh, I guess I'm finna do everybody. <laughs> you know, it hurt my heart. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus, it hurt me so bad, man. I just went ahead and took her on a tour of Atlanta. <laughs> I sure did. I called all my partners. Hey, man. Ah, you know, <laughs> my cousin came from Africa. <laughs> I said, hey, man, y'all want some of this Atlanta cut up? <laughs> Shouts out to Farrell, man. Ooh, Shouts Jesus. out to Farrell. Somewhere, oh somewhere God. in Atlanta. I Farrell. hope she's not married. I hope, I just hope this don't go sour if you, met, if, you met, if you saw Farrell at the quick trip up the street tonight after you leave here, is you, is you taking her back through there? Or you you gonna pass? Didn't I tell you I took her on a tour of Atlanta? <laughs> what the it? You put your thing in there and probably say, <laughs> Shots out. I never had a chance and opportunity. Ain't no coming back from that. Oh, I, she'll walk up on you. You'll be done took her home. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> now look, man, there's a lot of things going on in the world, man. Yeah. I mean, tons of things that you know have have recently happened. Uh, Kanye West has been coming under fire. You know, Dave Chappelle, who is also a comedian, has come under fire for talking about Kanye West. Brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. So, 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 first and foremost, what what are your thoughts on Kanye West's recent rants and raves and things that he's been saying in the media? I'm gonna tell y'all one thing, man. Brother Kanye West is a prophet. Okay. Kanye West don't care nothing about none of them contracts. Kanye West don't care about none of all that because he is beyond rich. Hmm. He said his net worth is four hundred million. So he done lost over half his money. But 400 million, you good. And they done burnt you out of all your contracts. Hmm. I mean, the man ain't crazy. Yeah. He wanted to be off him up under that veil. I said that too. He wanted like, to be off him up under that veil because he see what's going on. He done came out and said, oh, my mom was sacrificed. Michael Jordan daddy was sacrificed. And he's calling. He, he is saying, he is exposing. Hmm. He is a martyr. Kanye West is a martyr because I'm a man of God. I'm an independent Christian. I let God move my feet. Independent Christian. I've been doing this thing. I let God move my feet. I do not try to make my own decisions. I have the wisdom to know, to wait, and let God. Yes, and see, sir. Kanye, and, and I feel the same way Kanye feels, that God has made me be able to talk to the masses mm-hmm. for one reason. That's to pull people back in. Come on. Because, see, we can go places pastors can't go. And you better believe I'm always, if, I listen, if I'm cursing, if I have a blunt, hmm. no man is without sin, but I'm finna tell you, the aura and the presence that I have is a man of the spirit. Yes, sir. And I had a spirit. I had a discernment. And God has kept his hands on me because I told you I started out crack, crack dealer. Whatever, young guy, and in in some way God kept His hands on me while I was out there, and 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 showed me this thing called comedy. Hmm. And so I started telling jokes when I was eighteen years old. So I went from street to cold turkey. I called a case when I was seventeen. Hmm. I was seventeen. Three weeks. Three weeks before I would have caught this case, I would have been 16 years old. But I got this stain on myself. Because at 17, the type of charge I caught is going to be on your record. And see, that's how they trap us young guys. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I wasn't raised like that, that church was coming out of me. So I said, I got to find a way. And one night I was looking at Duff Comedy Jam, and I said, that's me. That's my lane. I said, that's what I be doing in the carport. With my partners. And so I just started living, telling people I was a comedian. I was lying. <laughs> Never been on stage before. Wow. But I'm telling people I'm a comedian. I, made, I, I spoke it into existence. I was working at the airport. I've never been around regular people. But these people laughing at me. The things I say, they laughing. Everybody laughing. I'm like, I'm funny. Hmm. And so my mama always told me, say, everybody has a talent. It's up to you to reach and pull it out. So ever since I've been a kid, I've been reaching down, trying to pull my talent out. Michael Jackson, one glove, Tony Hawk, skateboard, uh, dancing, whatever. I, I, I always wanted the attention. And so I knew I was destined, you know, but it was all God's plan to reach the masses back to Kanye. Kanye 
is doing what he feel God is telling him to do. Now with the anti-Semitic stuff, listen, I am not anti-Semitic. I don't even know what it means. Me either. <laughs> I don't want to fool with the folk. First of all. <laughs> Let's get that out the way. Let's get that straight. Let's I don't know straight. what it means. <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> I look. I am an outerlet. Some people are innerlets. I am an outerlet. <laughs> I learned mine out there, so I ain't got to that. I haven't grown to got to that. Yes, you sir. know, I, I'm a Christian. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm not a. I don't. I don't spit Bible verses. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you about God, yes, and I'm gonna tell you what He has done for me and how He helped me overcome things. Yes, sir. You know, my my my, my testimony is not in vain because every time I bump my head, everything I've been through is for people who come in personal contact with me mm-hmm. because I can prevent them. So you run up on me if you're a young comedian, and I tell you, and you know, and, and, and we get some long time, and you get personal with me, and I'm able to give you some jewels. Please keep them, cause I ain't, I don't have frivolous conversations. There it is. I told you about Farrah and all that. It, you know, that clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm checking. <laughs> so, so Kanye West later apologized. Okay. He apologized. What, what was his apology? Kanye, I first he apologized to the to the Brown family. He apologized to first he apologized family. to the Jewish community, and then he apologized to the black community. He apologized to okay. Uh, he apologized to the Jewish community, but I, I think it was I, I think it was halfway. Like it, it, I, I know, um, I get it, I get it. He's he like Kanye maybe feel like his life might be in danger mm. because I I would if I was him. Mm. He's uh, exposing a lot. He's made. He's making me dig. He's making me dig in my history, hmm. and, 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 and it's, it's kind of bone chilling because I um not promoting anything, <laughs> but you guys are promoting the film more than anybody else is promoting it by uh, chastising Kyrie Irving, okay. making light of it. We wouldn't have knew. Anybody following him on Twitter? <laughs> we wouldn't even knew by the. Uh, 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 Hebrews to Negroes Had y'all not keep Pressing And pressing And uh, doggone right Brothers gonna go see it And I don't understand Why they ain't win That Jeff Bezos Why they ain't win That Amazon Who got it That's their platform But Kyrie Irving Gotta pay $500,000 that, That's scary For a retweet And I For a retweet mm-hmm. And so uh, Ah Jesus See I don't know what I don't know what You know It's it's open. It's gonna open a lot of eyes. Yeah, and a lot of people are about to be confused. And uh, oh Jesus, it's I ain't gonna lie. You know, like I don't I don't have the answers for that. I feel, but, but I do know that I do know that Kanye's mind state is that he is a prophet. God has blessed him to be able to. Talk to the masses. And so he's taking this public beating. He's taking this public, uh, Negro, you're going to conform or we're going to strip you of everything. Hmm. But see, Kanye been saying this. If you look at when he was on the plane with the karaoke with the whole choir. Kanye carry a choir. What type of man (laughs) carry a choir? No, because I, I stay in praise. 
every day I ride the gospel music. I stay in praise because I stay protected. Yeah. That's why he got that choir around him. You know what that man seen with them Kardashians? <laughs> you know, his mom in the industry. He's at the top tier. He was already talking about, y'all go through the top 10 black uh, affluent people contract. Yeah. Let's go to the top of the, all, all their contracts. Let's see what they read like. This man ain't talking out his head. He know what his contract read like. Mm -hmm. And he know he can make a billion dollars that they making a whole lot more. And he know that whatever they trying to protect, they going to go at all costs. But, ah, Jesus. I'm going to tell you. Hmm. There's a lot of people that's looking into this. Yeah, for sure. No, it's serious. It's a lot of people. It's a, like, y'all think Kanye crazy. Well, he is on a mission for God, and he's feel and he feels like because I, I feel like the things that I went through that he's it, trying to I'm you think he's trying hit. to wake people up on something that yes. that people don't know about yes mm -hmm. yes that he knows and they don't want people to wake and, up and on they, and they and they don't they don't whatever he's trying to tell us they don't want him to tell us and people have tried over the, over Nick Cannon Nick Cannon my yeah. boss yeah Nick Cannon you know. Nick Cannon, and Nick Cannon came by and said, I'm 100% confident that Kyrie Irving is not anti-Semitic. This is somebody who had to come back from being, uh, uh, you know, Canceled for statements. Yeah, he was, he was, he was. He yes, yeah. yes. I, I work a while now. I, 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 I had, you know, you know, it was up in the air. Yeah, Nick Cannon, a powerful yeah. man as well. Yes. And so, you know, they said, uh, <clears throat> they said something uh, to the term of, uh, Something buck whipping the buck. Uh, basically, you 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 take the strongest black black person and you whip him in front of people <clears> so you know not to to buck an authority. That's what they say they're doing with Kanye, Kyrie. You see, hey, I, I, I ain't saying no names. Kanye called him out, but you see everybody else falling in line. But Kanye like, nah, nah, I'm not going no because he on a mission from God. He ain't trying. He ain't. He's not trying to commit. I mean, he he's going. He can't go back. Mm. He's he's gone to where you can't go back. You know, but he's still uh, number one on Forbes list. Yeah. He's still the most talked about man. He on every news platform. Mm -hmm. Talking what he feel like he want people to hear. He try, But he definitely, I don't think he's crazy. Hmm. I think that he has a message that he is trying to get out to his people. And even talking about the Floyd family. I'm going to tell you, even the, the Floyd family, the White Lives Matter. All of that, all of these antics is clickbait. All of these antics is clickbait. I got to get the brothers to listen to me. I got to get the white folks to listen to me. I got to get uh, 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 the Muslims to listen to me. He got Louis Farrakhan, which I commend Farrakhan for coming up, stepping up for these young brothers. Mm. You know, he still criticized Farrakhan because he's saying nobody is going to stop him and take him off his mission. You know, his passion might be fueled by Adderall, but hey. <laughs> well, there, well, there it is. Now, um, Dave Chappelle just did Saturday Night Live. Yes. And he he made, he poked some fun at the, at, at the situation with Kanye and things of that nature. Uh, do you think it was tasteful or tasteless? Oh, I think it was, I think it was genius. Uh, I'm trying to catch up with Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. uh, he is the GOAT. He is also a martyr. And he is campaigning 
for us to be able to be free to be speak to speak freely because stand up comedy is the last form of freedom of speech that they ain't took from us yeah you know we're able to go up and express ourselves and you know tell our jokes and send our messages in in our form it's just us on a microphone and um you know Dave Chappelle took on the LGBTQ community. Mm. Dave Chappelle uh, took on this issue with Kanye, and he could he continues to tackle uh, issues dealing with uh, black people. Um, and I commend him. He's standing up for us. He's willing to take that hit to force hit, to force what he got to say, and he say the craziest things. <laughs> you do, you know. Because he's stretching the boundaries for us. Because if he conform, then <clears throat> we definitely, you know, if we plan on getting to any platforms that he's on or getting to that level, it definitely waters down comedy. Yeah. And we don't want to be up there uh, scared to say this and scared to say that, which is kind of scary now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of powerful people that uh that have been silenced in some shape, form, or fashion. They're given it may be you know past our pay grade to understand what's going on or whatever. Like we said, we was talking before, like Nick Cannon, he apologized. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And he they tried to take his whole show from him. Yes, and 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 and, and when they put that rap down, well, you're right. It made everybody like, woo. I bet I say nothing about these folks, or they gonna shut me down like Nick Cannon. Hmm. And the only thing gonna make you go if you if if your passion if you in the world and your passion is money, and you're trying to get to a certain status and you brought, you want you know you got to play their game. Yes, sir. Then you're gonna be able to say what they say. I work at a radio station yeah. every day. I interview artists. I interview Kodak Black, mm-hmm. and Kodak Black. I love the brother man, a young brother man, and I see so much. I, I knew him since he was a young cat uh, in Miami when he first hit the rap scene and. Um, Everybody was talking about him in Fort Lauderdale, all up through Pompano, and uh, I had I hosted with him, and he was running around KOD like a kid, snatched the <laughs> mic from me, all type of stuff. They got fighting and stuff, but you know he was a kid, and but then when I interview him, I, I, I like Kodak a lot. But when yes, I sir. interview Kodak, he it feel like he want to say something, but he can't. Facts. We talked about his uh, philanthropy and what. Um, he does in the hood. He said, yeah, I do stuff. I take stuff. But they don't want me to post nothing like that. Mm. I, be tell, I be trying to tell them I want to post. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Now, um, you know, we're talking about the, 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 the anti-Semitic comments and things of that nature, the backlash that uh, people have received from it. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, Nick Cannon being one of those people as well. But <clears throat> let's talk on a lighter note. How, how has Wildin' Out and Nick Cannon impacted your life? It's great. It's great. Uh, I forever owe Nick. I've been on Wildin' Out since uh, 06. Um, I've always been a part of the family. I just filmed uh, about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's a safe place. I love to go and play the games. And, you know, it's very, very fun. Um, and it's top tier um, on everybody's playlist. You know, even in jail, they watch. All the thing they watch is Wildin' Out. Uh, everybody watch Wildin' Out, and mm-hmm. it, it gave me a platform. 
gave me a platform. Everybody know me as Charlotte from Wildin' Out. Um, and it's always been a family there. It's always been cool. Yes, sir. Checks always cash. Huh. And, um, you know, I ain't even never been say nothing bad about Nick. Come on. Having all them dang on kids. How, was, how, how, how was them chicks at Wildin' Out? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so they, I mean, okay, so they, 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 they fluctuated. They fluctuated. They fluctuated. I'm gonna tell you something. They have fluctuated. Okay. But uh, my first season of Wildin' Out, I filmed for two weeks. I probably walked away with forty two thousand dollars. Two weeks of work. Two weeks of work. Hmm. Doing all the shows. Mm-hmm. That's good money. Facts. That's good money. Um, while now I had a transition. Okay. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm able to be I'm able to work I'm able to work through transition. Okay, come talk about it. It's a bigger uh, it's a bigger picture for me. So. Um, if I had to fly myself out and put myself up and just receive a check, you know what I'm saying? This this mere platform gave me the means to be able to do that. Come on. You never bite the hand that feeds you. Come on, let's talk about it. And it's, I'm living proof because a million cash members later, I still get that call. <laughs> and it ain't never been, I ain't never been, you know, the respect always been respected. Nick always had the highest respect for me. And um I appreciate Nick being a friend. No, that's respect. Nick always been a jiggle Yeah. Always. Now I know you got a crazy Nick Cannon story now. Oh man. I yeah. know you got a crazy Nick Cannon story. Yep, when I got the wildin' out, they said don't touch none of the wildin' out girls. <laughs> they all belong to Nick. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. I can only imagine being around Nick, man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nick, Nick likes slaying that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, Nick, I, he ultimate, man. Nick, a businessman, yes, comedian. He write wildin' out. He do the beats. He play, He write the games. He uh, knows every single inch of it. You know mm. what I'm saying? He runs it. Him and Niles, shout out to Niles. You know, he run the show. Like, That's dope. Nick know it. He's very knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. One time, I still I, want that Nick Cannon story. If you got one, man, I ain't got no crazy Nick Cannon story. You know, he loves his kids. <laughs> that is, he love he love his kids. All all ten, twelve, twelve. Okay. Wow, Nick, you got a team, boy. You got to play Jock them one day. And I believe a man should have as many kids he can afford. That's why I don't want no more. <laughs> uh-uh, it's time for me. <laughs> oh man, let's talk. Uh, let's talk, my brother, Young Jock, man. Hey. Um, Jock had a part in your career in some shape, form, or fashion. What was that? Jock, my best friend. That's crazy. Jock, my best friend. We Salute. got um, we're high ranking, uh, number one morning show. We're number one in a whole lot of markets, um, or top five in all markets. Um, Young Jock in the streets morning takeover. We wake up every morning. We greet the city. Uh, I love doing radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's dope. And um, I like getting up, talking to people every morning, and being a part of the trendy conversations and uh, just making magic. Hmm. You know, just making magic and being able to talk to the people. I'm, I'm a people person. I, I like to talk. Uh, 
And I think it's a great transition, you know, for me to be able to help and put my feet on the streets and be able to help these youth, yes, get sir. these young boys, get these guns out of their hands mm-hmm. and uh, try to reshape their mind. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, Jock, uh, I'm going to take this opportunity while China Red is pulling up this uh, Shoe Crazy Wine. This is black owned. Shoe crazy wine right here, man. Black on female, black on man. Shouts out to shoe crazy. But uh, Jock gave me my first big interview. He gave you your first big interview. My first big interview on this platform over a year ago. Uh, it was going. It was during the time the Forty Two Doug had that song. Uh-huh. So I go broke like yeah, yeah. little mutant. And uh, I was hosting this. I was hosting this thing called Fight Night with him at uh, at venue. He had uh-huh. club venue, and I was I hosting know. the fight nights with the girls slapping each other stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and so. Uh, Man, I just randomly hit him like, hey, man, you want to come on the podcast? And then I'm thinking like, you know, he's going to be like, hell nah. You know, it's a national story at this point in time. Mm. He ain't really weighed in on it, man. And Jock, he just said, yeah, bro. And uh, I couldn't believe it, man. My, my whole team was excited. I was like, oh, shit, he really coming? I ain't, and, and, and at the time, I'm like, man, he ain't really going to come. Man, Jock came in that joint with an AK-47. <laughs> the people that own the Oh, spot. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he walked yeah. in. Like it was like he yeah. was walking his he dog. That, he had that big old gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And a big old gun. What's so the, the, yeah. the double barrel? No, it was a shotgun. It had slugs. Yeah. yeah. So he walked in there. The folks that own the studio at the time, they looking like, what has he got that for? And I was like, I don't know, but we just coming here to talk, and I'm pretty sure. As long as nobody mess with him, he ain't gonna mess with nobody. And man, he gave me the most honest, just just transparent interview. Uh, you know, what I'm saying to date, and man, that was one of the biggest interviews that launched this platform. So I just want to give Jock his flowers, man, because uh, yeah. he a real one. He ain't had to do that. You ain't a lot, a lot of these folk would have held their nuts on the young brother. You know what I'm saying? That's how we end up together. Every day. Okay, so we grew up in uh, Southwest Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I and Jock came to Wildin' Out in 06. I think he got he he, he was my second day at Wildin' Out. Okay. And he like, Shout man, we finna kick it, we finna go. I'm like, man, I am I'm like I'm looking like, man, I just got around here. You know, so I'm playing mm-hmm. it safe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, man, I'm like, look, I don't want to know all that. I'm yeah. just gonna chill. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get a job up here. And he like, man, don't be acting like you ain't for Adamville. Fast forward, we back in Atlanta and um we just start bumping into each other. He had a firehouse. I used to ride my motorcycle past and stop every day. And then uh, I have a birthday party. I'd be like, Jock, can I put you on my flyer? He'd be like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like that. That's dope. But I went through a terrible seven-year relationship. And uh, I kind of lost myself a little bit. And so coming out of that seven-year relationship, trying to find myself, I... Uh, Called Jock them. I had been in the house just going to do shows on the weekend, mm-hmm. not putting to the plus, and you know, so I had to get back out there. And um, so I, I go on the road with Jeezy on the weekend, and I met my fiance on mm-hmm. one of them shows, and then when I started doing comedy skits. Okay. I, I got feeling these comedy skits. So uh rest in peace to my uh my sister, man. She was so special, man. She uh used to shoot the comedy skits with me. Uh Jordan Jackson, we was filming with some more comedians, and they was just they just want to put me in to say shout it, shout it, but they didn't want to listen to my ideas. Okay. So I'm like, man, look, I do this for real. I yeah. for movie makers. Yeah. I say, man, listen, get get the girl. I say, tell her I want to film with her, and um, I have refreshments. I have place a set for us. We're gonna go to all black businesses and promote the business and do fun, funny skits in their businesses. And he and she, he, she like, yeah. He like, yeah. So he go. He tell her, and um, she like, I'm with it. 
So I had it all set up. We would go to all these black businesses. And so uh, I was, we, we filmed one day. So I told Jordan, I said, I'm about to call in a favor called one of the big dogs. Hmm. And I called y'all. When I called y'all, he was like, yeah, I'll I, I do it. I'll do it. And he came. He filmed. And, you know, my co-star, she was, um, he was like, she was like my own own talent girlfriend, like yes, in the skits. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She was uh-huh. like my girl. She was really okay. really nice. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Queen uh-huh. Pen, yeah, Queen of Jacksonville, man, my sister, and she was so beautiful, man. And I'm gonna tell you, Jock was doing a skit and he had a bouncing, and he was like, yeah, because yeah. it was like it was like. She was my girl, and she wanted Jock autograph. The skit was, and then so he was like, "Yeah, she get my autograph, long as you let me out her." Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jock. <laughs> and so that was the skit. Yeah. Well, two days later. Yeah. She got murdered. Oh man. Yes. Um, she was murdered. It was her birthday. We were celebrating. She had been shooting at my um, baby mama stove. My son, my little son, was crushing on her. And man, we 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 was happy. We me her and Jordan Jackson. We was a comedy troupe. And um, man, something happened to where it was. They never found out who killed her. Hmm. She had his boyfriend, but it's like she didn't tell me. Like, uh, she ain't tell me, like, I didn't know she was, like, a stripper. And I didn't know where she got money. I had, I she had a boyfriend. She's like, I had just got rid of a little problem. But um, I never knew, like, we had did a movie together. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just short, come and shoot every day and make magic. We filmed, like, 17 skits in in a realm of 30 days at all of these black businesses and you know they was going viral and one night we was supposed to drop a video and it was it was her birthday and she was going to get her nails done and um eight o'clock about 7 30 we put the tees out there it was like she she put the tea she put the camera uh on my the camera uh emoji on my tees and then we posted me and Jordan posted and we on the phone, we talking about the numbers and everything. And he's like, I wonder why Keisha ain't posted. Hmm. And then about five minutes later, he clicked, he said, hold on, he clicked over. And he clicked back, he said, man, I think Keisha just got murdered. Mm-mm-mm. And my whole soul just left. I laid right there on the floor and I, I just I just couldn't believe it. Um, oh, Jesus. And so I called Jock, mm-hmm. and Jock was devastated because she was so charismatic, she was so beautiful, and she had it. She had it. Like, we would be a comedy duo. Like So I was kind of discouraged from shooting skits after that. And um, we sat, and I just sat my, my dick in the dirt for uh, weeks. I can imagine. And we, was, we didn't know who murdered her, so we were scared. We weren't scared, but we was precautious. Exactly. I'm gonna say that. We was very precautious because Jock was humping. I'm like, oh, you think you don't think you pissed her ex-boyfriend off and he came he came back and killed her and 
He like, man, we don't know. I'm like, man, we just need to lay low until we see, feel, figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that she had done got kidnapped like three months before. You tell people stuff like this that you're working with. Yeah, right. But I ain't, I ain't charged her with it, though, you know. And um, she was a queen, man. She's, she was very beautiful. Um, she was queen of Jacksonville. She was queen pen. You remember queen pen, the movie? Mm-hmm. That was her. R.I.P. Queen pen, man. Yes. Now, you know, we, we've, um, speaking of loss. Over oh, so after that, about three weeks later, me and Jock just said, we're going to shoot comedy skits. And we just started shooting comedy skits. We came up with some great comedy skits. They started going viral. We walked in the radio station one day, and they offered us a job. And the rest is history. Well, that's a beautiful thing for the, to, to be able to take a, a negative situation and turn it to a positive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To the streets more than take over. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've taken a loss in Atlanta as of late with uh, Takeoff. Hmm. Yes. You know, uh, talk to me about impact that has had over the city. Man, it hurts so bad. It hurt because it's senseless. This is very senseless. Uh and there's no answers. And you got a city this morning want to know what happened to their brother. And, you know, uh, man, it's okay. First of all, they shouldn't have been gambling <laughs> at nowhere. I don't gamble, but Jock gambles. Okay. And I have never seen Jock gamble anywhere less than a casino. Mm-hmm. You know, when you rich, when you have made it, you know, when you make it past a certain point, God took you to make it past that point so you don't fall backwards. I don't do shows in certain hoods or uh, even in Atlanta. Like, I don't do shows on Old National. Because that's why I came up at, that's why I, I and, and, and sometimes I'm not finna go and let the same, the same hood that I got out of snatch me back. And, and, because I've been there. Talk about it. I've been there. I've been out there. I see it. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no love lost. Ain't no. I'm not going to no hood. But I, I, you know, it's just, it's just being precautious, man. You can't, you can't let the mere thing that you come up from kill you. <laughs> and so, with with the takeoff situation, man, you know, they say Quavo got into it. Well, well actually, I ain't, I, ain't, I, I am. I'm, I'm I'm privy to this information right here. One of the family members called me yesterday. Okay. One of Quavo, I mean one of Quavo and um, Takeoff's cousins called me, and he wanted to come on the radio. He wanted to come on our radio show, and um, he wanted to talk. He said the family have not been uh, the immediate family have not been reached out to. They have not been able to come and mourn with uh, the Quavo with, with Takeoff. Uh, mom, I guess her sisters, these people, aunts, mm-hmm. um, and they say really, but then they, you know, they say they haven't really been on a family basis since they reached platinum status and you know kind of took off. Mm-hmm. And so you know they they want to be there. They they mentioned that, um, and this is all you know. This is all secondhand information, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not. You know, I had to say. Alleged because I was told this over the phone from a reliable source. But then they say that the funeral, they said they had to get their own tickets to the funeral. 
And I know there's a lot going on, man. You know, these are mega stars, and they got a lot going on. And mm-hmm. I got family sometimes, you know, but I, everybody under my grandma wing, you know, I I, I touch, and, I, and, I, and you can touch me at any times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if some of, uh, I think that they were signed to their cousin before they signed their major contract mm-hmm. that took them over the top. So they, they was reaching out for that. But then I asked them, you know, I said, okay, I get all that, but what happened? Amen. What happened? Because that's what the world want to know. And this is all alleged. And this is what I was told happened. I was told that they had been in Houston for a few days. Mm-hmm. And Quavo is, they say Quavo dominates in a whole lot of different things. Basketball, all of this. Mm-hmm. So they say that they had been shooting basketball earlier mm-hmm. and then they got to the bowling alley. And they said it was a dice game. And they say that Quavo noticed that the dice were not right. And that's where the argument started. Mm. Quavo is nobody. Everybody know Quavo got a mouth on him. Everybody know Quavo would talk junk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think that was the atmosphere to talk shit. I think they was up there on somebody's tab. And you got respect. I mean, I just don't think that was that. But that ain't got nothing to do with this man's life. Thanks. <clears throat> but they say at the point when Quavo raised his voice and show aggression to a certain individual. That another little guy um, shot him, shot take off through a through a doll. Through a where? Through a doll. Oh, they wow. say shot through a doll. This is what they say, a, a Chucky doll. That's, I don't know how they say shot through, but the way they put it to me, mm-hmm. and Quavo showed aggression to the wrong person. Do you know who that? Uh, I, I I know what they told me, but I'm going to leave it there. Leave it there. RP take off. Please. RP take off. We're going to leave that one left. Let's move to a lot of note, man. Kroger. You love Kroger. <laughs> you see, we love Kroger. 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 You say you love the Krogers. Kroger. Uh, Seem like you just love to be at Kroger's. Oh, you talking about the grocery store? The grocery store, Kroger's. Yeah, you like Kroger, boy. <laughs> you like, you don't eat I'm Kroger. I'm a Walmart nigga, man. You're, oh, I'm public. <laughs> Oh, you bougie now. I'm, I'm really all this on everything. Yeah, I'm all this. Yes, because I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a food, I'm on a food fish thing. <laughs> I can get you right. 
I'm for real. Let's talk tip drill, man. Hey. Um, you know, uh, we talked about the freak thing. And, yes. uh, you know, you was in the tip drill video. And uh, <laughs> how was it? How was being on that set of that particular video? What was that like? It was great. Okay. It was dope. I'm gonna tell you something. It was dope. I don't think I, I don't think because I was so in I I was doing a whole lot of music videos, man. Mm -hmm. I was in a whole lot of music videos. Mm -hmm. So now I don't drink, man. I don't drink at all. I told you I'm an independent Christian. We're one of the the crab, the lightest. The crab, man. It's like it's like a wine, like yeah, a yeah, um, yeah. It's, 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 it's light. It's juice. It's like for women. That's the chaser. It, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's what I that's Chandler, what I drink. Chandler, the Chandler, Chandler, get us right. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Tilt drill was dope. I'm gonna tell you how that came about. I was not even I was not even casted for tilt drill. Okay. As a matter of fact, I was casted for um CeeLo and um Timberland. Do you want me to call? Call me. Okay. And you want me to call? Oh. Call. And so that was back. I used, I used to be crazy, have a whole lot of late nights. Yes, sir. And I overslept and missed the shuttle <laughs> to Griffin. But two days, uh, the, 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 the day, but I overslept because, no, two, two days before that, I was at uh, Baby D. Shout out to Baby D, artist in Atlanta. Baby Shout D. Out Baby D, man. Baby D and Bone Crusher video. Yeah. And so it was this director sitting in the director chair, but he wasn't directing in this video. He was chilling. And mm. I didn't know who he was, but he looked like LL Cool J. Okay. So I used to talk about everybody. I used to be turned. I used to be all the way uh, turned up. So I used to talk about everybody. So I started joining them. Mm. And it was hilarious. I had the whole front yard laughing at this guy who looked like LL Cool J. Mm. And I didn't realize why it was so funny. Ended up being Benny Boom. Wow. I told Benny Boom, asked. He was like, boy, you funny. He was like, I got something for you, man. I got a Nelly joint I want you on. Hmm. I say, what? And so I got the number. And I and, and so I was casting for the CeeLo. So when I woke up late, I'm like, let me see what they talking about see with what they the Nelly about. joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I called him. He like, yeah, man, come out to Sugarloaf. They're going to be a shuttle. Um, and uh, their shuttle will bring you to the house. I go to Sugarloaf, get on the shuttle. At the same time, I get on the shuttle, Nelly them late, mm. too. So mm. when you see them walk up in the video and look like, ah, and they be looking like, damn. Yeah. That's them just walking off. We had just oh, walked real. up. That's real, right? All the girls was lined up in the foyer. See, all them shots you see in Tilt Drill when the girls are getting out the pool by themselves yeah. and doing all this. They were shooting B-roll all morning. Wow. We probably didn't get there at 12. So when we got there, it was automatically on. I had no idea what he wanted me to do. And uh, he took me. He got he gave me a camcorder. He took me <laughs> down to the side of the house. He said, you got free range. You can walk around here and do whatever you want. Just mm. film it with the camera. Walk through any scene. Do whatever you want. And just film it on this camera. So I had my own camera. <laughs> And I walked around that set hmm. and talked about everybody. I wasn't even trying to get none. Hmm. I was so caught up in I just, even it was at Big Play Big Play Ray Buchanan's house. Okay. If you look at if you look at it when they go to my camera 
and is facing me in white chocolate. Mm-hmm. I told Big Play Ray, I told his wife, I said, he'll hold this. And then I was like, and then I did the thing. I said, white chocolate. And I made white, I made white chocolate the stripper famous from this line right here. I said, white chocolate. If your left leg was Christmas and your right leg was New Year's, could I visit you between the holidays? That's the one. That was it. Whoa, I, whoa, I had him. And then what, what else I say? I say, uh, I say, I say, uh, I, I, did, I did a shout out to the Butterheads. Remember that little crew? They that. wasn't getting in the video. They were a little scrappy. They had a little bone. They, I mean, it was some stallions in there. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, I'm talking about, woo. And so they was over there. They was over there, like in the little circle part. If you see, I walked over there and gave them some attention. But I, I walked up on. I said, y'all give it up for the Butterheads. <laughs> and they started clapping. I said, y'all know what Butterhead is. They like, uh. And that's when it came. Everything looked good, Butterhead. <laughs> And so I was just wilding all yeah. over. Uh, I had no idea what it was going to end up like. And one night, I was asleep, and Lil Duval called me. He like, boy, you seen that new video show on BET? I'm like, Mm-mm. He like, boy, you better turn on it, man. They got this Nelly Tilt Drill video going crazy. And when I turned it on, I said, oh, and I said, you walking there with that biggie shirt on yeah. and that dog on camera? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that's my claim to fame. That, 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 that was my tipping point. That was my tipping point. That, that, I ain't going to say claim. That was like I really felt accomplished. Uh, after I did Tilt Drone, I went on to do Bone Crusher, Never Scared. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've done, I, probably, I know I've done more videos, you know. Like, I did all of them. Yeah, I remember. I did all of them. I, was on, I used to be on, like, four, five videos on 106 Park at the same time. That's crazy. In the top ten. So Now, you said, you said, uh, you said a name. You said Lil Duval. Y'all was cool at one point. Yeah. We was real cool. So, what happened with the whole situation <laughs> with you and Duval? <laughs> I, I, I always wondered, because, you know, comedians are known to be funny. They are known to laugh. They're known to be jovial. So, you know, you kind of usually don't know when they're being serious because they're known to be funny. So how does a comedian get to the point of being that serious to the point of, <laughs> of, of, of putting paws or something on somebody? Man, it was a real atmosphere in Atlanta then. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, like, that it, it was atmosphere. And then, you know... We was like comedians with rapper status. Okay, yeah, facts, facts. We was comedians with rapper status. And, you know, I showed him the ropes. You know, he showed up. He said he wanted to tell jokes. He came to open mic. We was killing. And so we was cool. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? We, we match. And, you know, we, so we used to just hang out. And I, I figured I had a little partner. But that's why I hang with rapper now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be rolling with somebody trying to do the same thing you trying to yeah. do, the same size. Yeah. You know, and you know, people hang together. It's you know, too much similarity. You go to thinking they wrote the joke and be telling your jokes on the road. Yeah. While, you know, and, and that, 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 you know, it just got to a point. I'm going to tell you straight up. Yeah. And I don't, I, ain't, I don't even visit the Duval situation because, like, it's so, it's so old and yeah. so in the past. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we haven't talked. And uh, I, I wish to sit down 
we just uh, one of my friends, Nard Holston. We just buried Nard. We just buried a lot of comedians, man. Shout out to Nard Holston. And I ain't talked to Nard two years. I'm gonna tell you this. I ain't talked to Nard two years before Nard died. Hmm. And we 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 was friends 27 years because he chose to take Duval's side. I'm gonna talk about this part. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't even at his funeral. You know what I'm saying? Come to that man's funeral. They ain't even come to the man's funeral. You know, what happened with me and Duval, that's dead. I ain't got no, I ain't got no beef against him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I got jumped on, and, you know, it was, it, I was disrespected. And, you know, he had, the, he had, he, he, you know, that's the way the game was. You know that's what I'm saying? It, we was going tit for tat. <laughs> and so, that's, that's, that's the, the infamous fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, I, I, I don't roll in that light and I ain't going to sit here. I'm going to say this comedians, it's not rap game. Come on. Do not be out there trying to beef and fight. <laughs> and man, don't do that. If you, if you got a beef, it's in that olive branch. I just told all the comedians this the other night. We just at Dirty South, my sister, Dirty South from Comedy View, who put a leg behind yeah, her yeah. head. Yeah, yes, yes, we just buried her. <laughs> Dirty yes. South gone. Yes, we just buried Dirty no. South. I just, I just, I just hosted her memorial last night. We just buried her last I Monday. Dirty South, to man. To my sister, man. We love you, Dirty. Do my lady rock this motherfucker? Hell, Hell yeah! Remember that? Yeah, man. Yes. That's crazy. Dirty South. You know what I'm saying? I lost Nard, Dirty South. These are the comedians who I grew up. You know, we all grew up as it's, it's, it's comedy children into you know comedy monsters. And Duval was one of the one one of the offsprings. Yeah, facts. You know, um, um, Tyler Craig, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Tyler Craig. Yeah, R.I.P. The moral of the story is, he wrote that. He wrote that, and I'm gonna I'm call it. I'm gonna call it like I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call a spade a spade, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say this: that if you hear, and the moral of the story is, everybody know Tyler Craig, the comedian, coined that phrase. Now, they say Lil Duval is going around doing more of the story is now. That's not cool. Don't be doing no my dead partner jokes. You know, that, that's, that's a no-fly zone. On everything, don't be, please, if you're doing it, just stop. You know what I'm saying? Because that's very disrespectful. And, and, and Tyler, actually Tyler showed me. He like, look, look. He showed me Lil Duval. Doing the moral of the story is, I'm like, man. And then so I'm like, well, what you gonna call? You gonna have a conversation with him? He said, nah, I'm just gonna let him keep on doing it for a couple of months. Then I'm gonna call him and I'm gonna get my check. There it is. But Tyler died. So let's respect, let's respect him. And I'm, 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 I'm I'm gonna extend the olive branch again right now to Lil Duval. Cause I'm, like I said, I'm a man of God. I let God move my feet. God ain't move my feet to go fight nobody. Amen. Ain't, ain't trying to hold no old beast, no old grudges. Matter of fact, I've been gave it to God because I can't get blessed walking around with no grudges. And brother, if you want your total blessings, then you need to get it off your chest on everything. You know, Lil Duval just broke his leg. I, he just broke his leg, you know. I had the same injury to uh, January 19th. 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a head-on collision on my way to church and broke my femur and cracked my hip. I'm back at 100%. I work out at the gym. God gave me my legs back. That's almost impossible. 
But I went through that for a reason. Because God wanted to slow me all the way back. Bro, you're going through that for a reason. Because God is trying to tell you something. Don't play the devil's game. And there it is. And there it is. You know somebody, another controversial comedian, and we had a chance. I think we met, actually, uh, formally during his uh, one of his first shows. Charleston White. Yeah, I think that's what uh, I think that's what we we last connected. I know I met yeah. you. Did you take times that? Before. Did you I, 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 did you take did you take it down? Huh? Did you take your Charles White video down? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> well, I, but I got a reason though. Go ahead. I got a reason. Mm-hmm. I got the utmost respect for Tip. I've been a fan for years. Same here. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Same One, here. two, my. Charleston ain't never said nothing disrespectful about anybody of legendary status on my on my platform. And then Charleston has done good business with me. So I've also had Tip Son King on my platform. Actually, the week after Charleston came, King came. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of the few platforms that actually interviewed King. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It was that was before all this stuff happened though. So, you know, I'm looking at this. I didn't I didn't got both of these guys on the platform, didn't even know they knew of each other. And then two days later, I see the stuff just un- unfold and I'm like, whoa. Your numbers just going up. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> but you know, if Tip if Tip would have called me, I probably would have took it down though. Oh wait, man, Tip called me. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I well, I did. I saw the whole thing. Yeah. I saw the whole thing unfold. And um, first of all, okay, so Fat, bat. When I stepped in the room at the, at the podcast with Charleston White, yeah. when me and my fiance stepped there, I was coming guest of Charleston White. Okay. I had been, we had been. Um, I rock with Charleston. He do good yeah. business. He yeah. do good yeah. business. Yeah. He, no, he I, did nothing I, wrong to me. I, uh, I, I see a lot of similarities in me and Charleston White. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get, I get me. Tread lightly, sir. Tread lightly. No, 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 no. I well, well, well. It's like this. Yes, it's sir. like this. I'm gonna always go for what's right. Fact. Now, I, I ain't gonna say I told. I, I'm gonna say he, he does go there. Oh yeah, he, he does go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I'm gonna say this. He's not shooting wildly. He does a thing called critical theory. Critical. He does. He uses shock value. He uses clickbait. He's a shock jock. He said that before to get everybody's ear, and then he drives his message home. Mm -hmm. I interviewed the money, and we interviewed Tiny, Mm -hmm. and they both said the king was going to jail. Wow! And I asked both of them, "How can y'all say that when he's not there? We got him." He's not in jail. He hasn't committed a crime to go to jail. So why can we intervene and stop him from going to jail? Oh, that's just where he's going. He's just going there. Hmm. I, I, I have a 16-year-old who I've been alienated from, hmm. who I fight for kids. I fight for, I fight for kids. I fight for all brothers who've been alienated and mothers that have been alienated from their kids. I, am, I haven't had a decent Father's Day ever. Wow. Besides my oldest son, who is now 25, who I was a single father. My mm-hmm. other two kids been alienated from me. I've been fighting in court. Big, 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 big bills. Uh, it's been going on forever. My son's 16 now. I just, I just, 
you know, got back in court after COVID, and the judge swayed my way. Hmm. And, you know, God got me going through this so I can change these laws. Amen. I got to go through all of this, just like Kanye going through what he's going through, because you got to see the cracks. I got to know God. I said, God, why you got me? Why am I being cheated out of fatherhood? And why, you know, I've been set up, locked up, lied on, all to overcome it. All, I've been, I was tore all the way down to be rebuilt. When you talking about Jock came and did your podcast, you yes, had that big old gun. Yes, sir. And all of this. Because I was living in his basement because I was set up, I was locked up. Without a bond, accused of doing something to my son hmm. that I didn't do. I beat those charges. I have overcome all those adversities and went back to have a day in court to still fight for my son. Been through defects. I've been through all that, you know. And to get to get back and to get my son, and you know, had him for a about four visits and he was happy he was happy and then he was snatched back <clears throat> and the courts you know it ain't set up for us brothers that's why I'm going through this because these laws are going to change yes sir there's going to be a screening process before they take any brother's parental rights back they got to be checkpoints we need neighborhood I, we need soldiers we need advocates because I've been in these law libraries helping these brothers man it's so many brothers out there that's being cheated out of fatherhood still paying child support want to be willing participants I ain't talking about no deadbeat you can't listen to no woman and try to sit here and tell them, telling you about no man and his fatherhood. Because a lot of times the conversation is tainted. Matter of fact, it shouldn't even be had with just one person. You know, but I'm going to say this. It's, it's been the hardest thing in my life, and I can't fight no more. Respect. I won. I won. It ain't no win. It ain't no win. The judge saw that I had been targeted. I'm a targeted parent. It's always going. It's no cure. Parental alienation. The 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 the, the other uh, parent thinks that they are moving in the right light. They think they doing the right thing. It should be evaluated. And. You know, my son's 16. He be 18 in two years. It's been, it's, 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 it's so deep in, in the brainwashing mm -hmm. and the mind fucking, excuse me. It's so bad. This is not going to be fixed in two years. It's not going to be fixed in two years. And, son, I love you if you see this. But it's, I asked. She don't want me to see him. She don't want me around him. She doing all this. 
It ain't gonna be fixed in two years. He be eighteen. Take me off child support. Get, and, they, and they can have the rights because I ain't safe. I got a fiance. I got a pastor of my church behind me. You know, and when you get somebody start making accusations about everybody around you, my fiance about to graduate with her second master's in communication. She has a she's she's one of the best business women woman I know. She has an MBA and she don't work hard. I don't sit here and watch her work hard to get these degrees. Yes, sir. And I'd be damned if I'm finna let somebody taint their name. Come on. Taint her name and anybody else on my fight. But see, when they target, they target everybody around you. I ain't on. Uh -uh. And so God said, this situation is taken and taken and taken away. Whether it's lawyer fees, whether it's energy, whether it's tears. He said, son, I have put you with your son. For this brief time to show you that the bond that you built is still there. That he loves you. He can't make these type of choices right now because he's stuck between a heart and a rock. But guess what? One day y'all will be reunited. Y'all will fight for kids, alienated, autism kids everywhere. He said, but you got to get this to me and you got to stay on your mission so you could be ready. And I can't, I can't keep fighting this was instead of taking away, and I got so much adding on the other side. Yes, sir. I'm going to say one more thing. Mental health is real, and fellas, don't be scared to go talk to nobody if you got something rolling around in your head. There it is. Brother, we wish you healing energy, continued success, prosperous. Now, uh, let's talk to the future. You got a birthday roast coming up. Yes, sir. <laughs> Talk to me hey. about your birthday roast right here. All right, so my uh my last birthday roast it was it was dope. Mm -hmm. uh, K Dub hosted it. K Dub and Young Jock, yes, Young sir. Jock and K Dub like hosted -Dub, my right? uh hosted my roast, and we went in. We went in. All the ATL comedians came together, and they roasted the hell out of me. <laughs> the whole city came out. Yeah. Um, and it was dope. It was yes, really sir. dope, and that was January. The uh, 17th, uh, 2020, two days later, I had that car accident. Mm. And I was put, and I couldn't walk for a year. So this is very special to me. I'm dedicating this roast to Dirty South, my comedy sister who I just buried. That is. And Tyler Craig, my comedy brother, the moral of the story is. They are forever with me. They done checked out, but I'm telling you, I don't drink. Mm. I, I work out. Mm -hmm. I eat fish and fruit. Come on. I got hell me 35, 40 more years around here, y'all. I ain't playing. There it is. I'm talking about active. Hey, man, before we get out of here, man, you got to let them know where to follow you at, where they can get more shouty shouty, you know what I'm saying, where they can tap in with you at, man. Hey, man, I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to step in your lane real soon, man. Y'all yeah. going to see. I, uh, I'm about to uh, step out and have my own podcast. And we're gonna be talking about a whole lot of different topics. Y'all see, I, I I got a whole lot of range. I got a whole lot to say, and we're gonna uh, have some fun with it. And we gotta do this again, bro. Like, man, this, man, this, look, this, man, this I live, look, I live up the street. Come on, how you end up out here in Scotland, hey, police? Man, you know, hey, we know. out here, y'all. We gotta, out here. <laughs> we out here. And can't I let them it. see you coming. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Let them know where to follow you at, brother. Hey, man, follow me on all platforms. That Shouty, the comedian. Hey, man, I'm here. Y'all check me out, tap in, uh, DM me, available, I'm touring. 
Y'all look out for that Shawty comedy tour. It's coming, man. But y'all, I do, I do random dates too. You know. Yeah, it is. Uh, and y'all tune in to Young Jock in the Streets Morning Takeover, man. We the latest morning sure. show. We we real. And, and you. You can follow me at Ugly Money Nietzsche. That's Ugly Money N-I-C-H-E. Remember, the bigger the dream, the bigger the risk, the bigger the payoff. This episode is being brought to you by Engorge Rejuvenation Tea, promoting erection, stamina, endurance, increasing size, and boosting libido. This has been the Ugly Money Podcast with Shout Out What my name is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Me <laughs> Yeah. So, is you high on your hairline? <laughs> Now, that ugly buddy. I, I got the same thing. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I couldn't get my hairline together. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But I can do what I'm going to go gray, but I don't think I'm going to go bald. No, thank I, God. I, I, I paint mine every day. Shout out to Charlotte Lowe. Shout out <laughs> I painted, bro. Long live low. Long live low, brother. You know I love you, man. We really did them shows. Y'all look at them videos. Shout it. Ah.